Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat-O. Pat-O. How are you? How was your weekend? I'm doing really good, Ashley. My weekend was all right. Um, you just call me Ashley? Who does that? Ashers? I do? I don't know. That's what... It, you know what? Then start writing your name in the Zencaster room as Ashers. If this is if this is how you're branding yourself, do it across the board. I know I, 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 I'm the only one that gets to be schizophrenic with my identity between Dr. X and Pat O and... <laughs> fucking frank california <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but uh first thing i want to talk about for my weekend because i didn't talk about it last episode because we had rud with and i always feel weird taking this time to talk about myself when we have a guest i feel like that's bad radio um, okay something that i watched last weekend that i super wanted to discuss was the pentamverate which is the new mike myers uh, thing on netflix which is about uh, secret societies and conspiracies and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't normally like to spend a whole lot of time doing like media reviews and shit, but given the subject matter, I, I definitely want to recommend it to our audience. It's very funny. Uh, Mike Myers plays like a half a different, uh, half a dozen different roles. And it's all about this group of um, people that rule the world. And it's like the Illuminati, right? Except it's all Mike Myers and these different personalities. And, <laughs> what is um, it, hell? <laughs> what do you mean, is it hell? All these people that rule the world, but it's all Mike Myers. <laughs> it's Mike Myers. And Mike Myers is like a, a Roger Ailes, Fox News type person. Uh, Mike Myers is like a uh, stereotypically Jewish Hollywood agent. Mike Myers as an old guy in a wheelchair. Mike Myers as a weird Russian oligarch. Is it a movie uh, or is it a show? Well, so it's six half-hour episodes, and some of them are a little bit under half hours. So it's it's kind of like watching a two-hour and forty-five-minute movie. It moves really quick, but it's only six episodes. I don't think they're gonna do like a season two. Like it's a, I mean, they could, but it's not like it doesn't feel like season one of a TV show. It it really does feel like a long movie, like its own so, thing. Okay, yeah. So like it's wrapped up. I maybe they'll do it more, but I don't know. But it's it's definitely worth checking out. It's kind of family friendly. It's a little bit, it's a little bit uh, more adult than say Austin Powers. Like Austin Powers was like PG thirteen, and this is a little bit north of that. But um, it's not terribly like, like I watched it with my kid. You know, whatever. Um, but I would recommend it. It's a, if you know if you're into conspiracies and you, and you like stupid humor um it's it scratches both those itches it's pretty good okay yeah so i want to talk about that and then uh as far as this weekend actually goes not too much you know i went to a retirement party and a drag show didn't drink it either um which was good i kind of had the bummers on sunday but someone friend of the show ashley mixon uh said that it was because of the position of the moon this weekend i guess which, if you want to talk about that, you probably know more about that than I do. The, um, the moon. I mean, the moon. The moon was doing something. It was eclipsing. Yeah. It was a... Yeah. The, the moon eclipsed, but not just that. We just started a retrograde uh, a couple of days ago. Actually, um, we were in. We got two retrogrades happening. We got Mercury and Pluto, and I can't tell you what that means for you because it really, really just depends on your chart. But I suggest looking into it. You know, that's again, I'll say it. I've said it before and uh i'll keep saying it you are really absolutely selling yourself short on astrology if you only look into your sun sign that is just that's just silly that's dumb is that like your zodiac thing like when 
you say, uh, like, I'm an Aries, right? I'm an Aries, right? Because I was born in April. Right. That's your sun sign. Okay. So what I should, how do I, like, what, so what else do I need to know? I need to know, like, the time of day and shit, right? The day of the week or something? Yeah, you need to know what time you're born and, uh, you know, obviously what day you were born. And uh, you need to do your birth chart. And you've got different... um, I mean, you've got more than just one sign. You, you know, you've got different placements. Um, you're different. You're different. The planets were at a very particular position at the exact time that you were born. And that is what is known as your birth chart. And that is what influences your life going forward. And different things affect these things differently. Um, so, for example, um, well, I don't even think I can say, for example, uh, Mercury retrograde might not affect everybody the same um but you know people act like it does it doesn't it depends on where mercury was when you were born and how it affects you and how a retrograde affects you um like for me for example right now i'm going through what's known as your saturn return which happens um saturn returns back um it it makes a round every roughly 30 years um, so you're expected to, if you're lucky, go through three Saturn returns in your lifetime. But the first one hits anywhere between the ages of 27 and 32, because it's not an exact science. And uh, mm-hmm. between those two, you know, that age, at some point in time, um, your Saturn Saturn makes its return back to where it was in your when you were born, and then you have to deal with things. Um, right now, um, I am dealing with a lot of my um, friends and family and social circle circle problems. And I, and I will for about the next two years because of fucking Saturn. So, um, that was predicted. I already knew that that would happen. So, and, and it's very fitting if you follow me at all on social media, you know, that, um, that is very much a theme. <laughs> yeah, you bitch about that a lot. Bitch that's about it all the time. That's because <laughs> that's what's going on in my life. And it's not my right. fault. It's Saturn's and, <laughs> um, you know, it's bullshit. Sure. I agree, but it's not like I didn't know this was going to happen. I, I knew, but it still doesn't make it any easier anyway. Um, so again, the different planets affect different things and, and you have to know what your birth chart is that affect those different things. Same thing with the, like, yes, the eclipse happened. Um, and at the same time, the moon was in Scorpio. So you got to figure out what that what that means for you and um you know how that could have affected you when it's eclipsing it just tends to have a greater effect so you usually feel those effects more than just when the moon is regularly in scorpio it's a lot it's an entire fucking science and good for you if you're an astrologer (laughs) there's i i follow uh i have people on twitter that i follow that are part of uh the podcast community or like like i don't know like which people or whatever i don't know i i I should probably get one of those made and figure that out just so as a point of reference moving forward it's not something i'm gonna live and die by it's really easy as a website but i feel like yeah i feel like something that that's something i should know about myself at this point but you know i'll tell you this like i went to i i used um it was kind of a rough weekend for me i feel a a hundred times better now um but like it was a rough weekend and it's it's crazy because I had uh you know I see a shrink and I saw my shrink on Saturday, and I did some heavy socialization on Saturday uh, Saturday night, and then Sunday I did you know I do the streaming service at church and I did that whole thing, and did a podcast on uh, we, we recorded something new for the Patreon Sunday evening, and what was interesting was that all those things usually kind of make me feel better. And, um, 
not saying the pot that doing the thing for the patreon didn't make me feel better because actually it did that was there was a lot of exercising going on at that that was a lot of emotional vomit um for the sake of our listeners but uh you know none of it the the therapy and the socialization and then church on sunday none of that really did work it helped me kind of make sense of what i was feeling but it wasn't until i was talking to a friend of mine and she was like no it's not your fault that you're going through this right now. It's the fucking moon. I was like, oh, <laughs> and for whatever reason, that made me feel like, well, this is temporary. This will pass. And usually when you get in bouts of depression, when I get in bouts of depression, that's usually the thought pattern that triggers me out of it is realizing that whatever I'm down in the dumps about today will cease to be as important as it is to me right now, tomorrow. That yeah. You're always transitioning into a new phase. This is all temporary. All of this is temporary you know there are few things in life literally last forever you know things are just you're constantly in a state of transition and have optimism be creative enough to imagine a better day and this too shall pass the good times and the bad times this too shall pass so um yeah i feel better now i'm I'm doing a lot better but i was a little down in the dumps and you know someone attributing it to the phase of the moon was all it really took for me to be like oh okay so there was that. And icing on the cake, the best part of this weekend had to be listening to you read chapter one of The Mothman Prophecies. Oh, yeah. Did you like that? I absolutely loved it. It was uh, it the, the MST3K style riffing was hysterical. Good. Um, the editing was so sharp and perfect. Good. And uh, seriously, seriously well done. And it was so well done that I'm like, you don't need people, you know, you don't need co-hosts. I mean, don't get, don't get rid of me for the fucking love of God. But if, if something were to happen, I, I think that when, when you reach, you definitely have the, the personality and uh, the command to do this on your own as well. And it's good to see you do it on your own. And I love that part of it more than anything. Oh. Well, thank you. I might uh, I might have to um, actually break into this episode and, and do a snippet of it on my own, and I'll, I'll get to that as to why. But, um, yeah, the Patreon, you guys, it's it's in full swing, and we actually have people that are subscribed, and they are being treated to some amazing things. So what kinds of things are on the Patreon as of right now? Um, there's a couple of things, actually. Uh, so I... I promised audiobooks so right now i'm starting off reading the mothman prophecies by john keel i just read chapter one and it's up there and available and probably chapter two by the time this comes out um there is there are what two episodes i believe of uh you and i just kind of no i think just the one episode now um of you and i kind of shooting the shit about you know you tell the story about the time you filmed gay porn and that's on there Um, there is the Weird World exclusive, Patreon exclusive episode, um, where we covered Alabama, which is also topical to, um, this episode. Actually. Right. And very politically incorrect as well. <laughs> I re-listened to it. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> there is a lot of Forrest Gump slander and I'm proud to say that there is. So, um, <laughs> and a lot of political. And the little people. Interest. Don't forget the little people. You maligned people. the little people as well. <laughs> I, I said what did i say little person don't say it i mean they gotta they gotta they gotta pay to fucking hear they gotta pay to hear what i said okay (laughs) drop that kind of vulgarity fair enough um (laughs) you know so and and there's there's tons of stuff coming i mean we have we've we've recorded a lot um of extra content for the the patreon over there um there's also uh 
an exclusive photograph that was shared with me from Tanya Derenberger. She, you know, that, that I, I put over there, but, and she did share this picture on social media, but, um, there's stuff that she didn't post on social media about it that I know that she told me. Um, so there's that. Um, also a video taken from my, um, my hometown, um, that was, that just came into me, um, of, of a crazy incident that happened on someone's ring doorbell that you guys definitely don't want to miss out on. So go subscribe to the Patreon to see all that. I mean, that's just this week. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen next? I mean, I, I kind of have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen next and it's going to be great. So you might as well subscribe to it. Um, these people are subscribed to it. I'll go ahead and, uh, go over the list here. I am not prepared. Oh, now I am. I'm, I'm up here. Um, so, uh, kudos to our buddy Daniel. He was the first one to subscribe and it was so important to him that he was. Um, Daniel is, uh, one of the co-hosts from the Blue Room Insight podcast. Go check him out. Um, shout out, of course, to our friend, the feds, Jeremiah Byron of the Bigfoot Society podcast. Um, I mentioned him in my Mothman Prophecies reading. (laughs) Our buddy Drew Schmidt, who we actually interviewed over on the People Who Make Stuff, um, podcast that we did and did not ever do again. Um, but he's a good guy. He's a great artist. Um, he's actually working on something exclusive for the Patreon. So that's really neat. Um, our buddy Keith Straley, always supporting the show. He's great. Uh, Keith actually makes a lot of really cool things. He sent me, um, some great stuff. Actually during Christmas time, he sent me a, uh, a customized, uh, Christmas card that he drew. And then he also sent me a, a wand, which was amazing. Um, of course, our, our buddy Frank California, the biggest fan of the show that you could possibly imagine. Um, he's a great guy. Mike Casey, um, who is an aspiring Bigfoot researcher. And actually, Mike Casey's doing awesome things. Uh, Jeremiah interviewed him for the Bigfoot Society podcast. Um, but you can follow him on Instagram at Squatch Mike. And of course, last but never least, our, our good friend Greg Morrill from All the Weird. I just can't say enough good about Greg. Um, and those are our list of, of patrons right now. So that's week um, one. Not bad. That's not bad at all. So if you want to be on that list, then you had better subscribe. All you got to do is, uh, t- I mean, the $3 um, tier is cool, but the $8 tier gets you all the exclusive content. So there's that. Okay. So I got a couple of news is um, not too many, very space heavy news this week. So that's pretty fitting. Um, right. You know, first and foremost, um, NASA has done two two really neat things with uh, um, the black hole in our, oh, yeah. in our galaxy. So, okay, so here's the thing. Everybody thinks that the sun is super important, blah, blah, blah. It is super important. But the fact of the matter is, is that the reason why our, our solar system and our galaxy works the way that it does is because there is a supermassive black hole in the center of it that makes everything rotate in this perfect alignment that 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 makes allows us to be alive here on the planet earth and um you know but there's a lot of kind of mystery around it you know some people uh like an end of the world theory is that you know eventually something is going to get swallowed up by that black hole and then it's going to throw everything else out of whack um, but we are all floating around the gravitational pull of that hole because it's kind of slowly sucking everything into it and creating this vacuum. Um, cause it is a vacuum. That's a, what a black hole is. <clears throat> so NASA's done two things. First and foremost, the, um, the horizon telescope has finally taken a picture of, a, of our black hole. And well, the thing about NASA pictures anyway, like pictures from space, this blew somebody's mind on a podcast I was on one time. They fucking had no idea. 
you all those pictures from space are not actually pictures from space from space they're like artists renditions of space but they're from nasa it's kind of a prediction of what we kind of think these things look like explain that because i've heard you say that before and i it doesn't quite track with me what do you mean they're artists what do you mean so whenever i'm going to try to think of an easy way to explain it whenever a a giant telescope okay so you know how you pull your phone out and you take a picture of something and there it is that's a picture of something and you can confirm Mm -hmm. it because you can see it with your eyes and you can also see it with your phone right Mm -hmm. so it's the same image that you're seeing right Mm -hmm. when we take a picture of space what we receive back is not the same thing so we don't take a telescope and and hit the button and take a picture and it takes it and there it is what happens is a series of um basically radio waves bounce back and forth and deliver us data and that's essentially how a camera also works um but not really so we get data back to us in the form of like numbers and things that don't make sense and then there's scientists who job whose job it is to take those numbers and then create a picture based off of that information so we we're still kind of guessing what this is it's a pretty good science and the reason why we know that is because since then like we have gone up into space and taken pictures allegedly and taken pictures of things like earth right so we could stand but you don't there. think they have you don't think they have well i think that they've gone up i think like people are on the the iss and they're up on the space station and they can look down and see earth you know what i mean i don't think they've gotten past that though i don't think they've gotten out of orbit so they can look at earth and go oh yeah that's what that looks like so does my telescope really match up to the information given yes it does so surely it works throughout the rest of the universe right um so that's how these pictures are are acquired from space is that again the information sent to us that's why the mars rover thing is such a big fucking deal because we are actually receiving images straight from mars Mm -hmm. whereas we're not getting them otherwise you know so when we took when we took a picture of this black hole it's not actually a picture of the black hole it's like it it's like us piecing together this data what we think that black hole kind of looks like and we finally got a picture of it and it's really wholesome actually because it is the scientists are so excited and let me tell you it's not a good picture it doesn't really it's it's really blurry it doesn't really make much sense um, probably because we we can't actually visualize and see a black hole, um, but it's really sweet that these all these scientists are like, you know, it's special because our our team here and our entire life has been centered around this one black hole and us trying to understand it and really get a good idea, and we finally get to see what it looks like. You know, it's really it's really it's like I said, it's a really wholesome story. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> so it's a lot to wrap your head around. You know, it's it is. It, you know what it reminds me of? Do you ever like think? Well, so you know how with records or with tapes or a tracks, music is recorded onto those devices, right? Like a tape, a microphone picks up the sound. It imprints the sound magnetically on the tape, and then that tape is then played back, and that sound is repeated, okay? Right. However, how CDs work 
is CDs just contain information. The CD player reads that information and creates the sound based on the information on the CD. Yeah. A CD is nothing but ones and zeros in a specific order. Yeah. And when the CD player listens, sees that order, it cre- the CD player makes the music. It's not, it's not playing the music off a disc. It's actually producing the music based on the specifications outlined on the CD. All a CD contains is ones and zeros that is the blueprint of the song. The CD player reads those ones and zeros, almost like a 3D printer, and builds the music itself. That, to me, like blows my fucking mind. Like, whoa, really? CD players do that? That's what CD players do. Yeah. And when you talk about them photographing space, it's like the same thing, which is like, my app is fucking trippy, bro. It's That's one zero, right. But none of us have ever actually sat yeah. down with our fucking eyes and looked at it and went, yes, that's what it looks like. We really don't know. Right. This is what we think of. We, we took all this data, correlated it, and said, okay, well, we know this. And if we know this, then we know that. And, you know. I went to, we went to, um, what is it? Uh, Ar- not Argon. Oh, what the fuck? Whatever. There's a, there's a big um, lab right. over by us that you could go visit. And it's where this, there's a super collider there and everything. And they do tours and shit. And they were explaining to, they were explaining how dark matter works. It was actually very good. And it was like something that stuck with me. And even my kid at the time, who was a couple years younger, could wrap his head around it. How, you know, if you put, if you have a sheet, if you have a sheet, and you put a like you know a bowling ball in the middle of it the sheet dips right and you could see the bowling ball you know the bowling ball is there well dark matter is invisible but when you put it on the sheet it dips the sheet and now you know something's there and that's how they do a lot of things in science yeah. it's not that they could see it but they're observing the way things act around it and assuming yeah. that it's there and using that to infer the properties of this thing they can't see you're assuming you're making assumptions right and there's a lot of room to be wrong there with that shit absolutely and that's why you know know, that's i I just people um, physics is an amazing thing i mean if you can get into it get into it it's amazing (laughs) it's a science that's not a science it's It's, not exact science (laughs) it's it's very neat it's very cool the things that we think are possible and we don't even know yet the places we haven't been yet and how it changes all the time and you know again it doesn't affect your daily life that NASA took a fucking picture of this black hole in the center of our, of our fucking world, you know? It doesn't right. affect you. You're still going to get up tomorrow and go to work and do whatever. You're still going to listen to this podcast next week. It doesn't make a difference to you, but it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And people just don't know how big of a deal it is. So second to that, <clears throat> what they also did was they took ones and zeros again um, in a process known as sonification and <clears throat> found out what a what the inside of a black hole sounds like or what we believe it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's fucking horrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I will leave the video down in the bottom so you guys can listen to it. Um, and But it's fucking scary and uh, nightmarish. So, I mean, that's really neat. You know, why does that matter? I don't know. If you're ever in a black hole, you, you, you won't live to, to hear it. But, um, you know, we live in a time where we can kind of maybe even try to pretend to know what it sounds like. And what's even crazier is like, even when you listen to the sound, God, Pat, I didn't send that to you, did I? Fuck. Um, so you don't know what I'm talking about. And I'll send it to you now. Even when you <clears throat> listen to the sound, that's still not the exact sound that it makes because it they had to actually um, 
bring up the pitches on it for us to even be able to hear it because the pitch in it is so low it's it's past our auditory capabilities we can't actually hear it could never hear it with our bare ear um but they did this and and it's really neat so that's cool that's that's some cool real world news for you i thought was interesting um what else did i have oh yeah mars i have mars speaking of mars i'm sure you've seen this um, people, uh, people, every little bit, they they look at the images of Mars coming through on the rover there, and and they see something, and they insist that it is something. Um, mm-hmm. Allegedly, people are seeing a doorway on the surface of Mars. Have you seen this? Yeah. And uh, people are going crazy over it. Now, normally, I see these things, and I'm like, eh, you know, I'm in the science camp. That's pareidolia, right? That's not anything. That's just a fucking rock. Um. I don't know, man. That sure does look like a fucking doorway to me. What do you think, Pat? I'm pulling it up again so I could see it. Yeah, well, it looks it, it looks like it could be pretty naturally formed. You know what I mean? I mean, it could just be in the rocks like that. Um, like a cave or something. I don't know. Like, if... It's very squared off. I don't... I don't know. The Mars thing, I've never really drank the Kool-Aid on. Yeah. That there's that we came from Mars. or them. Because like you said, space travel, according to you, space travel through that belt is nigh impossible. Yeah. So if, if there was a civilization on Mars that lived and died on Mars, you know, and we would have found a lot more evidence in a fucking doorway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, they got me with that whole face on Mars thing. You know, I'm old enough to remember that. And that ended up just being shadows on rocks, you know. Do you remember that at all? That's the face on the moon, yeah. No, it's on. There's a face on Mars. Really? But it's just, yeah. But it was just that. It was like, yeah. Type in like Mars face. Um. But it ended up just being shadow hitting at a certain time in a certain way, and it's you know that's all it is. It's nothing. Well, some people but, think that the people of Mars, and, and we kind of talked about the boy from Mars a little bit on the show, but not much. Maybe that's something we need to cover one day. Uh, there's a kid that claims he's from Mars, and he says that um, they went, they destroyed their atmosphere, and when they destroyed their atmosphere, they ended up going and living underground. And so, not that they're there now, but maybe this is signs of there being life previously on Mars. Yeah, by having I mean, this doorway. Life on Mars begins and ends is a David Bowie song for me. That's it. I don't. I don't give a shit about <laughs> fucking tunnels okay. and racks or whatever. Okay. You know. Well, this part right here. All right, this part right here may or may not be the part that I cut in. Um. So, uh, as you guys know, Pato and I don't actually record the show on Wednesday. Um. It is now Monday, and um, something that probably isn't big but might be big is happening on tuesday morning and that is this congressional hearing for the uh uap phenomena happening uap phenomena does not make sense Um, right (laughs) uap this uap situation um u.s congress is going to um basically lay out their plans for the task force that's studying these things and then open up the floor to congress for questions um will we find anything out Hey guys, I'm actually uh, doing something a little bit different and uh, interrupting your regularly scheduled Weird Wednesday show to give you an update on the UAP congressional hearing that took place on Tuesday, May the 17th. 
Um, I know that, you know, we, uh, Pato and I kind of prefaced it that, hey, we are pre-recording the show, therefore, at that point in time, we didn't know. Um, Pato and I then went on to talk about uh, 20 minutes of theories of what could have happened. And uh, even though initially, you know, I, I didn't really intend on making this update unless something big had happened, um, I just really couldn't miss the opportunity. So um, here's your quick briefing. And I'm not going to go over too much detail because to be perfectly honest with you, I, I, I want to kind of have me and Pat go back and forth on it. Um, but... You know, pretty much um, there wasn't anything major, you know, as expected. Um, the, the biggest thing about the UAP disclosure, allegedly, um, is that, you know, we're not really learning anything new. And this isn't a process that we haven't seen before. Um, but, you know, we had Project Blue Book declassified and, and things like that. Um, you know, we have the government recognizing that, that these things exist and, and they defy our natural sciences. But... You know, what they're doing now is kind of helping, which is not anything I'd ever thought I'd say in my lifetime about the government, um, but, they're, but they're trying to help in the stigma surrounding this phenomena. Um, there were a couple of things of note. Um, you know, they're really encouraging people to report this phenomena, but it seemed that they only really have a protocol in place for um, military personnel to report it rather than you know civilians which is interesting um you know and, and they didn't really seem to have any plans of doing any type of investigation on you know abductees or contactees or anything like that which is weird i mean because the flying craft is only half of the phenomena and the more interesting part of people that that who have you know made contact with these things um you know some things of note regarding that they were asked if um you know there's any reports of any crashes involving these craft and they said that while there haven't been any crashes with them there have been 11 near misses with these things and at that point in time it was asked well at that point when you almost hit them i mean did you you know did you did you try to make contact and they said no and, and that was very odd um, so they had this congressional hearing and then immediately afterwards they had a classified um, kind of closed space that we, we don't know what was said there. A um, couple of things were mentioned as, you know, so, some of the um, questions that they asked were answered with, we'll talk about that during the closed, you know, meeting. Um, so that was interesting as well. And, and there were some incidences that they had kind of drawn attention to, but pretended to not know anything about which which doesn't really make much sense um especially because they involved government facilities and that's questionable um it just seemed very avoidant i mean the the, the hearing itself started off really strong with talk of hey we need transparency we're going to get a team of these type of people to work on these things which which i was fine with uh, they were talking about pulling in you know meteorologists and and you know physicists and things like that and that's smart right that's what they need to do um what they need to do is start pulling in some people that have actually dedicated their entire life to studying this phenomena. <laughs> um, I mean, it might sound crazy, but honestly, adding in some ufologists would be very smart. Um, but, you know, I guess they're not going to do that because, you know, the ufologists would actually push for, for real transparency. So, you know, it was just very much of the same. Um, you know, none of the actual people who have experienced this stuff were there to testify at all, 
or you know share their experiences um they shared some terrible video i mean it, it was you know obviously low quality but it was of a craft outside of a um you know outside of a plane that i believe a pilot captured and um you know it's just a silver ball thing that just moves very fast and like well we know what that is like man that's just not sexy anymore and it's not getting it for for the regular people um regular people that that don't follow this stuff you know they 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 really need something to wow them and you know us as investigators and researchers you know we know that they've got better things i mean i'll I'll leave my personal opinions to, to what i think of all this exactly for next week's episode but you know, we know that they got something better than that terrible low quality video um, that they couldn't even get to play in slow motion. And that's kind of terrifying uh, that this group tasked with this big endeavor can't even get their computer to play in slow motion on a video on the VLC media player. So, I, you know, I don't know. That's just me. Um, you know, but again, nothing huge. I mean, I, I am excited that they're trying to actively end the stigma on these things. Um, you know, I'm of course I'll be there to see you know what what happens going forward but but this isn't transparency it's not the the disclosure that we're asking for um you know but at minimum they are validating these experiences they say we can't explain what these things are and they even talked about well they kind of tried to talk about well what is the scope of that what does that mean exactly um you know and and they just gave a bullshitty answer like they always do but but you know we know exactly what they're saying if you look at this stuff it defies our laws of physics it's not something that we could replicate um you know during the hearing I was I was on Twitter and you know people were on there and they're they're in just complete denial about this and it's kind of scary but not surprising um you know they're in there talking about you know oh you guys are just getting worked up over balloons in the sky and it's like but but these aren't that (laughs) this is not what this is um I'm pretty sure these people who have years and years and years of training um to secure our country and I'm not saying that the government is great or anything but but you got to remember this is these people's jobs I'm pretty sure they know the difference between uh a craft that is powered by some type of intelligence and uh, a balloon um you know but maybe i'm biased i don't know um but yeah i just i thought that i would be selling you guys short um if i didn't say something about what happened uh, especially because the show is going to air the day after this happened it's still going to be very hot news um and even though it wasn't like crazy exciting and, and there are some things that you know, I definitely want to talk about with Pato and there's some things that I, I want to dig into a little bit deeper and, and have a bit more time to kind of really expand upon by, by next week's episode. Um, yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that and, uh, you know, let you know that uh, it, it's a step. It was a historical moment, um, but it's not the end all be all. Um, and it wasn't supposed to be, you know, a lot of us knew that. Um, didn't really expect anything. Me and Pat, actually, I mean, what it, what you don't hear right now is, is again, me and Pat just sharing theories and basically talking about how we're not going to learn anything new, um, which I mean, I don't know, maybe I'll share that content over on the, uh, Patreon for you guys to hear that, uh, our predictions and, and see how, how accurate they were. Guess what? We were right. Um, but <laughs> it's just some banter back and forth. I've got the audio. I just thought maybe I wouldn't bore you guys with the details since by that point in time, we already knew what had happened so um anyway back to the show 
according to uh, according to time traveler TikTok, something that I oh, have Jesus. just become familiar with lately. Uh, none of this is going to happen because they have their own predictions for uh, the near future, and none of them have anything to do with alien disclosure. So uh, I don't. This is, probably isn't the news belongs in the news segment. Although there have been this week, there have been a couple stories about time traveler TikTok that have surfaced. So I guess if you pay attention to this type of thing, it's newsworthy. So it was brought to my attention that um, so it was, you're on TikTok, right? Like you at least have an account where you can watch TikToks and shit, right? Yeah. I know you don't create anything. I don't really create anything. Either. I have a couple of videos up there. Right. I don't really get on there and watch stuff except people send me stuff like this. So I do. And what's interesting about TikTok is that, you know, there's you can watch the videos of the people that you follow. But then there's another tab that says for you. And that's where TikTok feeds you content based on what they think you're into. For you. Right. right. So my feed is primarily comedians, like sketch comedy comedians and um, chubby girls. Okay. So like, when I go on TikTok, that's pretty much all I see is like doing the fucking the thing where bang bang and then like their clothes fucking disappear or they do the hand thing but then they keep doing the hand thing like they're jerking off a dick you know what i'm talking about have you seen these at all you probably no. have no idea so but i have friends that are on tiktok and, and one of my friends uh she will send me like the best of like the paranormal and the the, the video alien stuff or whatever uh jeremiah byron who i uh follow on there he's really good because he'll he'll duet with a lot of the bigfoot stuff you know, and there's Bigfoot TikTok is like a really fucking big thing. You know, um, there's a lot of people that post like paranormal videos on there. And, you know, if they catch a clip of something or they catch a video of something, they'll post it and then other people repost it. So it is kind of a good resource. If you're listening to this show and you're into this kind of stuff, um, get on TikTok and check it out because there's a lot of content there just waiting to be discovered. And it almost makes me feel like this show should have a TikTok account where we at least just repost things, you know. And kind of act as like a, a gathering site for the best of the best of this shit. But hey, we got we got enough things to worry about. We're not trying to start a fucking TikTok for on Wednesdays. We talk weird. But the time traveler TikTok thing is interesting because there's a couple people on there that claim to be from the future, and they create content that uh, you know these little short movies that seem to back up their claims. One guy that I follow. Uh, He's either in, I, I believe he's in Spain. Um, all his videos show, like, the city completely empty where he lives. And he'll do it at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning when it should be rush hour, but the street's completely empty. There's no one around. He'll go to very public landmarks, and they're completely empty. There's nobody around. And he claims that he somehow slipped between dimensions and wound up in this planet that where he's the last human left alive and there's no one else around, but somehow he's able to post TikTok videos. And even if that's not true, it narrative like creatively it's kind of interesting to see what he does with it. It's yeah. interesting to see people use these social media platforms as storytelling tools, even if it's not true. Maybe it's true, who knows? But uh, it's probably not. I mean, let's be honest. But it's still interesting to see what he does with it. So, um, I would just tell our listeners if it's, if you got a TikTok account and you're obviously you're listening to the show, you're into this kind of shit, check out time traveler TikTok. Now there's, there's one account that I came across today that I sent you the link on that I want to talk about real quick too. 
because this guy predicted that in July, a massive earthquake was going to rip the United States in half. And what's interesting about that is that that actually ties into uh, the Great Chicago Earthquake Prophecy that we covered on one of my first shows as a co-host. Um, this idea that there's the New Madrid fault line that runs from like St. Louis across the Midwest. And uh, some there, there's a guy, I forget his name, but he was a, he supposedly had visions of this uh, a major earthquake hitting this fault line and uh, it emptying out Lake Michigan into the Mississippi River and creating a huge flood that basically would travel south down the United States flood everything from like you know like you know the uh the west side of illinois to like the east side of indiana would just be a swamp and it would it would lead to you couldn't get uh you couldn't move cargo from east coast to the west coast and the nation would kind of collapse and then the chinese and the russian would take over this whole big fucking prophecy that he wrote back in the 70s that I've been like fascinated by because it, he was from Chicago He calls it the great Chicago earthquake prophecy. And this random time traveler on TikTok basically said the same thing's going to happen in July of this summer. So, and I guess he predicted, he also predicted the reason people are kind of taking him seriously is because he predicted the score of some major soccer game that happened like a couple weeks ago. But how hard is that? Okay. Like it was one zero, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I don't know anything about soccer to know. Well, soccer games are like historically very low scoring. So it's <laughs> the fact that he was like, Oh yeah, that soccer game is like one nothing and then it ended up being one nothing. It's not like basketball, right? Where it could be like ninety four to seventy two or something crazy, you know. It's a soccer match. They don't score a lot. So They don't score a lot. That's a <laughs> No, they know. I know. Look it up. Those soccer players. Well, I yeah, I, uh, that was the first the first account that you talked about was um I, I believe the first one that's ever done anything like this, as far as I know, that was the one I had started following it right when it happened. And it was right in the pandemic during lockdown and everything. So it was probably a lot easier for this person to film because people really weren't out and about. Um, but they also seem to have like free reign of all these places that they could go to that like should have been closed during the right. pandemic, you know? Um, so it, it was interesting to kind of watch and, you know, and I, I mean, so I've I've definitely delved into the time travel um, TikTok a little bit. Uh, you want me to tell you? I have a time traveler story real quick. Sure. Um, so I don't think I told this on the show because I, I think I was holding out. Um, I, so I'm on a lot of Facebook groups. And this one in particular was talking about this guy who had called into Coast to Coast and was talking about how he um, was building a time machine, knew how to build this time machine, um, but he needed help to do it. Um, said that he was actually using a motor from a CD player and other things and had actually transported, I think it was a screw from one spot to another. And um, but but he needed help. He needed people to send him not necessarily money, but he needed these high powered generators to to do this. And um, anyway, so this guy at, at this point in time in his life had actually served time and gone to jail because he stole generators from an electric company to make this time machine. I mean, he was dead set. He was going to make it. Um, so this Facebook post like went on to say that like he would go on the show a couple of times and update people in the progress. He finally gave people a date. He said, listen, I've got everything that I need now. This is my home address. 
come to my house I don't, on the show. Come to my house at this date and time. I will show you that I can do this. And then he fucking disappeared. And nobody ever heard from him again. Did he have a video of him creating a portal in his bedroom? I don't think so. This was before that, I think. I'm almost positive. Okay, because there's another TikToker out there. that it, it, Similar story. He was building a machine. And when he built, supposedly when he activated the machine, it, it created a portal in his bedroom. And you can see he's in the bedroom and then the portal opens. And you can see the other world on the other side of the portal. And uh, the story is that eventually he disappeared and his cell phone was found in his home and, and it was uploaded. Or, you know, what I, no, 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 because he uploaded the video to TikTok and eventually he disappeared or something. But, um, yeah. I mean, I don't. So I'm not done yet. Okay. So <laughs> there's a right. lot more. So. All right. Sorry, 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 sorry. So, no, this was um, in the early, early, early 2000s. This was before TikTok was a thing. Okay. So, again, coast to coast and Art Bell during the, you know. Anyway, um, so so he wasn't there. And, and what this Facebook post said was that the guy, um, I guess there was like some mystery that had popped up. And people thought that it could have been him where, like, a body was found on a beach. This guy said he was going to, like, take, if he was going to time travel, he was going to take a particular item with him in his pocket in case something went wrong. And I think that something was his cell phone. And, um, you know, don't quote me on that part. Anyway, so this mystery body popped up in the 1940s on a beach somewhere, which had a weird object in its pocket. And they thought that it was that guy that he did time travel, but something did go wrong and he died. Um, so I got curious. I'm like, well, who the fuck is this guy? How, why have I never heard about this? That sounds pretty serious. So I started digging into it and I ended up finding the guy's name, which I'm, I'm not going to share here. Um, you know, but, I, but I found the guy's name and I kind of did some digging and I just thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go look this guy up on Facebook. So I did. <laughs> and I, I, I locate this, this page that I'm already friends with. And I'm looking at the guy's page. And even though it's not anything that says, hey, I'm a time traveler, making a time machine or anything like that. Um, he did have a lot of things about electricity and, um, you know, using uh, renewable, um, you know, making renewable electric and all this stuff and energy and things like that. Um, I found the fucking guy. I found him. He's not dead. Um, and, and I went and messaged him. And there, that was another thing about it was that, of course, of course, this guy was from Ohio. Of course he was. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, so I messaged him and I'm like, I explained who I am. I'm like, I just want to know what happened. Like, did you, did you make the machine? Did you, you know, did you ever make it? Did you just get all this money from people and you just cut and run? You know, wh what happened? And he, this guy is so slow to respond to me. Eventually he does respond to me. But here's the thing about it. This guy had to have added me. I don't add people on Facebook. I don't. And I won't. So he had to have added me. So I think he kind of might know who I am a little bit or at least, you know, know that I'm into the weird things as well. Um, but it, it takes like months to get back to me. Eventually he did. And, uh, you know, which is why I never talked about it on the show, because it was kind of an ongoing investigation. I told him about the show. I was like, you know, hey, if you ever want to come on the show and talk about this, we can, whatever um you know and eventually he's like well i'll show you but you have to come here and i was like oh i don't know about that he's and i'm like okay well where's here and he's in hawaii 
so I don't know. You know, I have no idea what's going on with this guy. Him and I have kind of chit-chatted back and forth the last time he did message me. I'll message him, and again, it'll take him weeks, months to get back to me. Um, the last time I heard from him, was, and, and when, when he responds, it's never anything it's never anything of any sustenance it's always like one or two words maybe you know um so i think he's just nuts but anyway that's my time traveler story i've never invest that's the only time traveler i've investigated <laughs> personally wow so that's neat anyway we're we ever gonna talk about what we actually i'm gonna have to cut so much from this show <laughs> no, where, what are we at right now no. oh wow wow we did we did it again oops we did it again not for it these happens. people. A lot's getting cut, but that's okay. <laughs> now my neighbors are deciding to be loud as fuck, and so that's great. They're um, right. time traveling. They're time traveling. They're doing the time warp. They're doing the time warp again. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, that's right. So all this space alien talk, uh, very interesting. Um, we will go ahead and uh, get into this week's episode, which uh, does kind of tie into the space or the time traveler that I just talked about a little bit. And I'll tell you why soon. Um, but uh, the Pascagoula alien abduction, right. um, a very big story in, uh, in, in, within the UFO community. Um, we actually didn't talk about this incident, but we did talk about a, believe it or not, likely related incident with one of the best pictures of an alien ever over yeah, on patreon is, so this this is like a two-part thing i guess you could say it's like a crossover special that they used to do in comic books where you know half the story would be told in, in batman and then the other half would be told in nightwing and if you end the whole story you had to buy both comics so like yeah we we touched upon the metal man half of the story on the patreon but this is the abduction part so yeah this is, well, this, is a different, this is a completely different incident, um, and okay. we're not going to talk about the Metal Man, but all you can know is that this incident walks hand-in-hand hand with another incident that happened in Alabama, right on the border there of Alabama and Mississippi, and you can hear that incident over on the Patreon. So, yeah, you're <laughs> going to have to pay for the goods. Uh, it's a know. good one, though. It's it is a good one. It. it is okay. a good one. Um, so, the Pascagoula alien abduction happened on October 11th in 1973 to an odd couple. Uh, Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker. Parker? Right? Mm hmm. Is it Parker? Are you, is it, are you fucking testing me? I, I, I don't Parker, know. Parker, yeah. Because yeah. I, put, I put something else in my notes and I think it was a typo. Yeah, okay. Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> was I testing you? Yes, it was a test. I knew all along. <laughs> um, <laughs> Try to fucking. Call me out in front of the listeners. Yeah, like, of course. Right. Mm. That's what that's what that was. Yeah. Um, no. So okay, anyway, this odd couple again. They're an odd couple because uh, Hickson was was older, an older man, and uh, Parker was a younger man. Um, and they decided to go fishing one night, and uh, they went fishing. And and while I mean, while they were fishing, um, some weird blue lights started kind of uh, lighting up the sky. Now at first, um they had kind of thought that maybe these were police officers because they'd gone to like a no trespassing, like a private property area to fish. And they thought, Oh shit, maybe we got caught. But when they turned around, um, they saw a big oval shape in the sky that was making weird, like buzzing and, and weird noises. Um, and it got closer and closer and they were kind of 
frozen. I mean, they were kind of, they, they said that they were consciously paralyzed. Um, they couldn't really do anything about it. So they just kind of watched as this thing landed and um, presumably a, a, something opened, um, but they really couldn't see because it was so bright. And three weird robotic type, kind of robotic type creatures came out of it. Um, they had like weird gray skin, but they said it was wrinkly, but they, they think that they're robots with like pincher fingers and um, weird things coming out of their head come out and uh, grab the two men and take them back onto the ship and uh, examine them and then let them go. And that's a little more detailed than that. Um, Parker initially claimed that he passed out when he saw the ship, but since then has, has recanted that story um and said that he remembers a lot of things i'm actually going to share parker's account so um calvin parker says that when he hit the door of the ship um he was injected with something in his arm and at that point in time he went from feeling absolutely terrified to not really caring at all felt fine um so he was led into the ship he was led to a glass um examination table this machine which they both kind of describe as like an eye, but I don't think they meant it as an eye. Parker like later went on to say that it was like kind, of, it was like as small as a deck of cards, and it was like on an arm, kind of popped out and started like moving around his body and like maybe taking pictures of him. He thinks like an MRI type of scan, and then shot back and went away. Um, and then at that point in time, another being had entered the room, and uh, the being as a matter of fact, looked like a human woman and said that the only difference between her and, and, and other women was that her two middle fingers were very, very long. And she came up to him and um, somehow made him open his mouth, maybe telepathically, and shoved her hand down, down his throat. And then he was like gagging and it was horrible. And then she stopped. And then at that point, the, the, one of the creatures from the beginning that took him into this room came and got him and dropped him off um, at the river. Um, now, Hickson relays a very similar story, um, except his doesn't seem to involve the, the woman. Um, you know, he didn't really describe that part of it. He just described having this eye examine him, um, these things telling him that, hey, it's okay and kind of um you know moving him around he also said that he felt like he was injected with something but didn't really know because he couldn't they couldn't really see um and then again they dropped him off and that was that hickson kind of came to laying on the ground while parker was standing straight up with his arms in the air screaming and uh you know he, they, they went back to the car and the car had like weird things with it the uh the window of this car was had been shattered but it wasn't like shattered in like the window was still there but the whole thing was all cracked and broken um and then when they touched it it all eventually caved in they got into the car which is allegedly a pretty new car and it wouldn't start initially um but eventually it did and they were kind of in the car talking about what to do next and at first they both agreed that we're not gonna tell anybody about this <laughs> we're not gonna say shit to anybody and parker was really insistent we're not going to talk about this with anyone. But Hickson, being being the elder, said, no, you know what? We need to report this. Um, and at that point in time, he contacted the uh, Keesler Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And they said that they 
weren't interested in this. They couldn't help them. They said, Project Blue Book is closed. We're not doing that anymore. Call the police. <laughs> Which is weird. That's very strange. Um, but they did. They called the police. They actually went down to the police station. And uh, while they were at the police station, um, the police had actually dropped a recorder into the room that they had been in questioning them and left the room and thought that, hey, maybe while we're gone, they're going to kind of break and, and not talk about these aliens or whatever and they didn't actually they still kept talking about what had happened parker was freaking out saying hey we shouldn't tell these people about this because those things don't want us to tell people and they're going to come back and get us and and uh you know they they confirmed that both men did have like pinpricks on both their arms um you know from where these these things had injected them with whatever and you know then by morning it was a media circus the men didn't want uh, anybody to know, but the, but the media um, picks up the, I guess, the police blotter. It's kind of the, you know, events for the last 24 hours. That's what the media does, and that was on there. And mm-hmm. so the media came in full force to both men's jobs and homes and whatever and wanted to know everything. Um, Hickson was talked about it from the get-go. But during that car ride to the police station, even before the police started interrogating them, Hickson and Parker had agreed that, because Parker did not want anything to do with it, he didn't want to tell anybody. So they had agreed that they would just say that Parker passed out, he didn't remember anything except for seeing the lights, and then Hickson could go on and tell whatever his side of the story was. Um, but, you know, again, eventually Parker had come out and said, hey, actually, <laughs> these things happened to me, and I do remember it, and we did lie about that part, but I, the rest of this is true. Um, both men have undergone polygraph tests, they both passed, um, they have actually been very thoroughly investigated by a lot of people, uh, a lot of investigators. Um, people that have worked on Project Blue Book have thoroughly investigated them. They all say that this is an actual account. Something happened. Something happened to these men. Um, the police officers went on to their deathbed saying that something happened to these men. Um and that's kind of just that's kind of the beginning pat do you have anything to say about the initial yeah man so i I, one of the one of my most recent reads um was john keel disneyland of the gods and um he talks about this case now this was before the one guy changed his story to say that he remembers what happened in the ship and when keel brings this up he talks about um the idea that he he believes that the alien of it's not that he was arguing against the alien abduction phenomenon but he was trying to make a case that in a lot of abduction scenarios one person is unconscious and some some people are unconscious some people are awake and he was theorizing that the unconscious people could somehow be projecting onto the experience and not knowing unknowingly influencing it with their minds or something like sure. maybe we see these we see these crafts why why do you know his idea was that and this is something that you 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 touched upon in the first chapter of the mothman prophecies that some people can see these things and some people can't and mm-hmm. some people can interact with these things it's talking about ufos um on such a level that seeing a, being in close proximity to a ufo triggers this person to do something or project or create manipulate reality around them 
and uh, that that's what he thought was going on in this case. Now, with the person later changing their story, they know I just lied about being asleep. That kind of throws Keel's thing out the window. But um, yeah, For this, this case in particular, yeah, yeah. But this is a big one. This is a big one that's been it talked is. about a lot. It's not the Travis Walton thing. It's not Whitley Strieber, but it's right up there. But an interesting correlation that it has with those two cases, with both Communion and Fire in the Sky. Which was interesting that I I never knew that this was kind of one of those um, recurring themes that doesn't happen all the time, but happens more often than you would think, is that in all three of these cases, the subjects were force-fed something. And that was something that happened to Whitley Strieber on several accounts, um, because he's been abducted a whole shit ton of times. And, And the other abductees that he talked to it's something that happened. Something that happened in this guy where the, the fingers were being shoved down his throat or whatever. And then it's something that it happens in Fire in the Sky. And if you watch the movie, it's it's shown and it's gross as fuck. It looks like they're shoving like guts or organs or something or nasty ass spaghettios in his mouth. Sure. But um that's that's a weird, bizarre thing too. But yeah. like when you get these cases and like they look like robots with pincher hands, like that's got to be some screen memory shit. Well, Calvin says that he 100% believes that those things were robots. And but that pincher hands? Why the fuck would you hands. build a robot with pincher hands? Well, because like, they, they, they even make a joke in Futurama about what a bad fucking idea that is. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking Crab about, right? Hands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when would you even do that? Like, i don't know like think about it man it's like you shitting on siren head like biologically speaking there's no way that creature can exist with a siren for a head okay yeah good good job ashers but like in this case why would you build a robot with inoperable hands that can do nothing but fucking cut like that just doesn't make any fucking sense why not give them manipulated fingers and opposable thumbs I mean, in all fairness, we don't we don't know the full capability of those pincher hands. Maybe they can <laughs> do other things. Maybe they can change form. We don't know. How did they inject somebody with the medicine with pincher hands? That's what I mean. It seems very lost in space. Screen memory. This is what you think we should look like. So this is what we look like. It could. Mm-hmm. It could. That's it could my. Be. That's that's my. That's my armchair. Right, and theory. and it's machinery. I mean, of some sort. You know. Um, the fact that, like, he says that they are robots, but they have very wrinkled skin is weird. Wrinkled skin? Yeah, they were wrinkly, but they were robots. But they were shiny, but they were robots. Mm. And so, well, that they said this, this it was like elephant skin. It was like mm. an elephant. But on robots so i don't i don't know um you know i i do i i understand where you're coming from it does look very untrustworthy that the guy you know recanted a story and told a different different story later down the road but um calvin parker went on to have a very troubled life actually um and you know he went on to say things like you know he would he, he left town i mean immediately no he was only supposed to be in um pascagoula i guess that's another thing this took place in pascagoula mississippi we never even mentioned that um, <laughs> but whatever you guys know um anyway he left pascagoula to go back home he was actually there like for work or whatever and he left 
and um, went back home and tried to just get on with his life. But he couldn't because people knew who he was and they thought he was nuts or they made right. fun of him or they just probed and wanted, well, and wanted, um, you know, they wanted answers. And um, so he would move a lot. He'd, he'd be fired from his jobs because the media would chase him or he'd quit his jobs because it was too much for him. And he ended up changing his name at some point um, and was, you know, going under an alias. And, um, you know, eventually he did, he did decide to kind of, you know, settle with it and get over it him and his wife got divorced they eventually got back together um but you know it affected his life greatly and then Man, he so, almost had it and he fucking pussied out what do you mean <laughs> he almost got rid of her he almost got <laughs> chickened out what happened you had to make mac and cheese one night and you well, fucking, she's probably you know, the only one that would go back to his ass after all this crazy shit happened so i mean <laughs> it was well, either that or be alone forever. time before the internet god I'm glad I don't live in those dark ages. I know, right? He'd be pulling all the puss <laughs> if he was on the internet and he got abducted. Um, <laughs> at least from like, you know, crazy big titty redheaded goths. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So he, uh, you know, he had a very hard life after this. But him and Hickson still stayed in contact. Um, as a matter of fact, Hickson, he went on to go talk about this again he was very open about it he was just like well this happened <laughs> and this is a thing that happened and so he had an opposite the opposite effect and um you know went on to write books and do conferences and just talk about it everywhere and um you know eventually when when parker came out about it he's i think he's also written two he's written two books so far i believe about it um you know but he's gone on to to talk about it more and uh you know he mentions how hickson never made any money off of it and he only came out with the book because he he thought well hell people are going to tell the story anyway it doesn't matter i might as well tell the story the way it was and he's kind of shared that there's been some debate about probing and whether or not these guys were probed people say that yes they were probed this was the very first case and this is where the i the very idea of probing comes from but i've actually heard it told that that Allegedly, that came from Whitley Strieber, and I think that's another um, Whitley Strieber. Dig. Original was the anal probe. Not original. He I think that it's a dig that people take at Whitley Strieber because they say the original anal probe happened during the Pascagoula abduction, and Whitley Strieber stole it. Well, I mean, you would have to see if there's if it's documented where it's documented that these guys say that they were anal probe. Whitley Strieber one hundred percent says that he is. He was the uh, and. Um, Right, but it's like a weird flex. Like he gets pissed off when people talk about it, but like don't coin him for it. And it's like that's weird. Yeah, he 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 does do that where he he says that he's. I've never heard him uh, get pissed about um, not being credited for like the first dude to get like an alien pipe shoved up his ass. But he definitely it's depicted in both the book and the movie. Though with the movie, it's a little bit more ambiguous as to what's happening. I remember when I saw the movie as a kid, I thought they were putting a hose over his dick and sucking out cum. But um, having read the book and then rewatching scenes from the movie, it's you could he's being anal probe. They put something up his butt, but uh, it it goes in very easily. So I don't know if it's like <laughs> what he's really complaining about. It's not that it went in rough. It's just or the general being. It didn't look that big either. Like well, just like know, a doctor. I could have taken it. I don't know what this fucking queen was bitching about, but getting your prostate examined. <laughs> Got my two fingers. They're lubed. I'll clear one. it. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, I mean, but there that is a point of debate. You know, what what came who who got probed first? Um, so but where again, but where would the detail about them being probed be listed? Because I haven't seen that. I mean, not that I did ex- exhaustive research on this week's yeah. topic, but like I read more than one source. I went beyond Wikipedia. Let me put sure. it like that. But I didn't sure. see anything about anal probing. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, if it, if the details out there, it's not. It's, it doesn't get brought up a so lot, yeah I i've seen multiple investigators talk about it um okay that kind of did their own like write-ups and their own investigations on the thing about how they were probed but i agree with that i have not found the source of where that claim comes from yet but i have never read their books or anything you know i'll, I'll okay i'll admit that uh, maybe i'll read it for the patreon i don't know sure um but uh yeah i've never read the book so maybe it's in there you know i don't really know maybe it's just something that they talked about during conferences um you know again that source hasn't been verified for me um right i I don't know but i just thought i would bring it up because of the whitley streeper thing um because there's another kind of connection um there's, there's something else i wanted to bring up and um you know, we have an upcoming episode of the of the Patreon coming out, and I think that it's important, and I think you should listen to it. And, uh, you know, obviously I want you to, to give me your money, but, you know, also there is really important stuff there. Um, something that Hickson had said about this incident uh, real, was really interesting to me. Um, so he talks about kind of getting on with life and and how life is going forward even though he's talking about a lot he also had his own struggles um and i just wanted to um mention this quote here i'm gonna read it um he says i wake up every three or four hours sometimes in a cold sweat i don't know what is terrifying me so maybe i'm reliving what happened i know i always have the feeling there's something important that i just can't remember no matter how hard i try and i think that that's very interesting um because he was the i mean he was so open and had all these things but even he with having this experience and being so lucid during the experience you know has something that he feels like he can't really grapple with a reason with or, or, or remember um and uh you guys will see how that kind of ties into the Patreon post when it's posted, but <laughs> we'll kind of talk about it more when it's out there, but it's not out there yet. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I find that very interesting. And, uh, you know, Parker kind of, I mean, he kind of has the same weird, these weird feelings about, you know, I don't know what they are. I mean, just all these unanswered questions. I mean, you could straight up be abducted by aliens and still have things that you don't, you don't have answered, mm-hmm. you know, still have this air of mystery there. Um, and we don't really think about that when we talk about these stories. All we think about is like the incident, right? What happened? What are the details? Well, how do we know that they're lying or whatever? And then we forget the fact that these are still people and they are people, <laughs> You know, something that popped into my head for the very first time when you talked about them driving away from the incident and debating whether or not to go to the police station and the older guy saying, no, we have to go. We have to report this. I think that if if now this is back in the 70s when this stuff wasn't I don't want to say it's commonplace because it ain't commonplace now, but it was definitely less commonplace then than it is now. Yeah and in the bible belt of all places you're fishing 
and it broad daylight right because that's when it had it was during the daytime because there's witnesses and stuff i know you haven't gotten to that part of the story yet but i thought it was at night oh all right whatever but, it could have um, been daytime i don't i don't know the uh you get abducted go on a spaceship you see aliens fucking robots pinch your hands fucking alien chick shoves her fingers down your throat you get let off and one person saying we can't tell anybody this happened right but and i and i guess i kind of, i that to me seems a little foreign and weird and maybe is the result of programming like he said like they're going to come after us if we tell like why does he know that why does he think that was that something they imprinted on him i think a more natural reaction would be jesus christ the aliens are attacking we need to let the fucking military know right now we need to let the police know they're going to come and do this to everybody you know what the fuck has happened were we the first exploratory mission of a much larger armada that's circling the fucking planet the war of the world is beginning and we were fucking at ground zero right isn't that a likely reaction to have too is like we need to let everybody know these things are fucking here because for all you know what you just saw was the first plane hit the first fucking tower and another plane's on its way right and that's not to count shit you know all the other stuff that's going to happen um I think that would be a more natural reaction is that, no, we have to tell people because this could be the new normal. We could be on the front. Instead, they were this this weird one-off thing, and there were no more, you know, it's not like this thing that just started happening, you know? Yeah. So we're like, um, that, that, where that spaceship, like, then landed in town square and started fucking, you know, kidnapping people by the dozens or something, you know? But in that moment, would you know that? Would you think that it was all over now? And that what happened to you was an isolated incident? Would you think that, oh, my God, these things are here now and they're grabbing people and they're fucking shoving things down their throat? I mean, that could be why there's such a difference. Because it's not like this was the very first alien abduction that ever happened. Now, I don't think these two guys were like in the know about alien abduction. It just doesn't fit their their personality and their lifestyle. Um, Yeah, there weren't that many. This was this was pre Barney and Betty or at least the pre Barney and Betty Hill TV movie you know well their um, they, their their abduction happened in 61 right so i mean like yeah stuff had happened but i doubt these guys are reading you know right it's not like today right it's not like this this yeah. is you know it's not like we've had these stories and things like that but it, it wasn't the very first one um you know i guess i don't know i mean i don't know what the natural reaction would be i don't know if it would be i, I think that both reactions in the two men make sense and maybe that's why Hickson felt like he they had to tell people because he felt like maybe this was going to be something that was going to continue to happen, you know, and they needed to warn people that this was going to happen to them. And then I think that the reality of just, well, I think I covered this in the Mothman prophecies read along, but the rea- maybe I didn't, um, but the reality of just um, ignoring your problems is very human. We do that a lot. <laughs> Right, and especially if there's psychic influence as well. Like, the the guy that wanted to keep it mum, that to me sounds like he's repeating something that was programmed into him. It could like be. We're, like, we can't talk about this. I was warned. We were warned. If we talk about this, they're going to be angry. If we talk about this, they're going to come back. You know? That's nothing that you would ne- necessarily infer from that situation unless it was something that they kind of imprinted on you before they let you go. You know, and I mean, it's it interesting. Could be. It's interesting that the, they let people go in general. 
if if you're there to like what were the aliens motives to study these men what or 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 whatever okay if that was the case like why wouldn't you keep them why did you let them go and then tell them not to say anything you know how you keep a secret you kill the fucking person well i don't know if there's never any confirmation that they told these men not to say anything that's just an assumption right is that maybe that could possibly be why 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 calvin parker didn't want to talk about it but Mm -hmm. i mean it could just be he didn't want to talk about it because again it's fucking weird it's life-altering and he's scared of the reaction to in the community because it's unbelievable because science says this doesn't happen Mm -hmm. um you know i mean there's multiple theories on that but but nowhere did it ever say that you know there was anything that that they had said to to not to tell them to not talk um right. you know hickson says that he feels like that there's something that he he should know but doesn't know um mm-hmm. is that something that they said to him is it something that they did to him is it something that they blocked out or is it something that they blocked out um who knows i mean why they would take us up on the ship and throw us back out um probably just because um we're like insects to them we're not we're not important so we have no influence on them whatsoever if they do that what are we gonna do they're gonna let us go what are, what are we gonna do nothing we're gonna go write a book about it well you know i, I think that is i know that this we're talking about this case and not the abduction phenomenon in toto but i mean that's that's something that gets brought up a lot by people that kind of spend uh spend a lot more time thinking about this than we do where it's like well are we necessarily that disposable and inconsequential to them? Because if we are, then why the fuck are they here? Is it really just because they want to study ants? Or is there something special about us? Is there something that maybe um, we are not even aware of that humans possess that they don't? You know? I don't know. Um, we study ants and it's not because they're special right but but and maybe that maybe that comparison holds up but maybe it doesn't right maybe maybe we're not necessarily ants maybe we're dolphins you know um <laughs> well okay glad it could be sure you know yeah. i mean let, let, I, we always want to minimize ourselves like oh we're fucking insects we're dirty and small and inconsequential and all all right well fucking maybe i mean if that's the way you want to think about yourself go ahead but i'd rather consider myself to be a a slick, watertight dolphin that rapes fucking uh, scuba oh divers. My you God. know, <laughs> you can't be proud of being a rapist, Pat. <laughs> Save that talk I, for the Patreon, damn it. <laughs> that's, that's my dolphin persona, Frank California. He's the one. Oh my God! You know, using sonar to fucking navigate caves. Listen, and, uh... you leave Frank California out of this. He's a great guy. Okay, <laughs> well, you smirch his good name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, he's listening to this show, Pat. I'm <laughs> he's sure he is. <laughs> oh, he's one of the first people to listen on Wednesday because he just loves to listen to it. He's just <laughs> can't imagine why. Never um... misses an episode. I'm sure. I'm fucking sure. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that there's a difference. So, like, you know, I, I I get what you're saying, but like when I say that we are inconsequential, when we are minimal, when we are small, we are in the grand scheme of things. We we really really are. Um, but that doesn't mean that we are inconsequential in our own community. You know, I, I once again, I hate to disagree, but I'm going to disagree with you. The, the idea that we're, well, I think your viewpoint that we're small and inconsequential is uh, one that a lot of people share and is a very scientific viewpoint if you look at the universe in total. 
but it's also a very secular viewpoint, right? And if you believe that maybe I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying that the universe revolves around the earth. Okay. I'm not one of those crackpots. I don't, you know, I understand our place in the solar system, but I think that maybe human beings have the potential to be way more important than we give ourselves credit for, because we are, you know, I I don't think we're just a higher, uh, a mammal with a higher brain capacity. Uh, You know what I mean? Maybe that's, maybe that's all we are. You know, but, you know, I'm one of those suckers that still believes in religion. And um, I I think that maybe there's a little bit more shine to us than that. I don't know. And maybe that that's why we're of interest to this. These visitors, whatever they are, is because of that. And maybe that's the reason that, you know, they they treat us as, you know, w- what you're kind of saying is that they treat us um the way they do because they're so indifferent, you know, and, um, you know, where, yeah, they could, it's like catch and release. Like, yeah, maybe I'll keep the fish. Maybe I'll throw it back. Who gives a shit? And plenty enough people go, enough people go disappear every year to where these aliens could be keeping some fucking people. Travis Walton in fire in the sky says that there was dead bodies in the craft and that there was plenty of people that didn't make it out of that ship alive, you know, which is a very dark right. Thought. We don't. I mean, people. Yeah. You know how so, many people, people go missing every day a lot. The, the only <laughs> the only people that talk about their abduction experiences are the ones that fucking survive the encounter. Make it back, the people right. that yeah, the people that don't, they don't say shit, and those motherfuckers just disappear. And we know that that happens too. So I don't know, but I I'm not willing to just write us off as being ants. And I I honestly think that maybe you know there we obviously have some kind of value and importance to them, or else they wouldn't bother doing all this stuff in the first place. You know, whatever they wanted from them, I don't know. It's so bizarre. Like, what what could possibly be gained by sticking something down their throat <laughs> or up their ass? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, we don't understand it. We don't understand the way that they operate. So, just like, um, just well, we're going to use rodents as a, as an example. We experiment on rodents all the time. Do you think that the mouse? has these thoughts like why would they possibly do this to me why i don't understand i'm just here to to eat and fuck and die why are they doing this they don't know they aren't capable they don't have those thoughts right they're not capable of of doing the mental gymnastics to get to this point to reason away with why we experiment on them they don't know um so it it would be this it's the same thing we can't conceptualize their science so therefore we we don't know until they come and say hey this is why we're doing this until they give us the under the knowledge to understand it just like we would have to do if we wanted you know rats and mice to be sentient know why we're experimenting on them we'd have to somehow then influence that and give them the capability to understand first of all and then we could explain it that's kind of the same situation and maybe that's why some people have these experiences where there is a little bit of importance and um you know or or at least when they have these experiences they feel like they have been bestowed with something important um it's because they are trying to give us some type of understanding um maybe they don't know how just like we can't give animal sentience like that um your knowledge like that rather maybe they don't know how to do it Maybe they're experimenting with us to try to do it. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns and there's a big communication gap between the two. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you can't talk to a rat, so you can't make them understand anything. They don't have that level of brain function. We We're pretty high up there. We're pretty right. high up. Yeah, right. so it's like, rats. I, I don't know. So we're the I, uh, rat to, to to their species. I don't I don't think that the the analogy holds up. I don't think it's apples to apples. I think that we're too we're advanced, and I think that like yes, I can understand them being smarter than us. I can understand them having, but like whatever their motives are, like we could wrap our heads around that. If their motives were we're trying to cure a disease and we're from the future, like we could wrap our heads around that or we're trying to create hybrids because our race is dying. We could, we could wrap our heads around that. You know what I mean? Like that's not too conceptually above us. Like you're interested in my butthole. Why? Oh, you wouldn't understand. Well, obviously there's fucking something in my butthole that in you and your enlightened state still needs to take a fucking look at. Right. (laughs) What is it about my butthole? What is it? (laughs) <laughs> what is it what is it about the butthole oh you that that's like an ant talking to a human no it's not well, fucking, well not everybody know. gets probed in the butthole when they try are, me it's when, hey when you're the one that flew here to look inside my ass the you know I, I i don't know like whatever however advanced or fucking otherworldly you are my asshole still holds secrets that you want to explore <laughs> so i can't be that Right. Minimal and, and so whatever. That's the, right. So stop. Hold on. <laughs> that's okay. the part that makes you special. So, you know, the unfortunate part about uh, some of these questions that we have about this incident is that now uh, we only have one side of the story. And, and it happens to be the side from the individual who changed his story later on down the road um, because Hickson passed away in, in 2011 and you know to uh, to his deathbed took it to his deathbed that this happened and this was a real story um so me being the investigator that i am and i've really been trying to do a really good job at investigating lately and um you can give me some great compliments and validation at any point now but <laughs> no I've, I've i've really been trying to um get more into that because i you know that's what sets my soul on fire i wanted to take it upon myself to go ahead and reach out to calvin parker and just like the time traveler story that i told in the beginning of this guess what we're already facebook friends my guy we're already friends on facebook already so i sent him a message and he will probably get back to me and i don't know if he'll come on the show i suspect that he may come on the show because he does tend to do a lot of shows and especially podcasts um, or at least I've seen that he's done them. Um, so he probably could come on the show again. He had to have added me. I didn't add him. So he's already got some interest there. So he'll probably say yes. <laughs> and uh, he might listen to this episode before he comes on. And I don't blame him. You know, I told him we were going to record this episode. I told him that as an investigator, I would love to hear the the story straight from the horse's mouth. But if you would like to come on the show and talk about it, it's a very safe space to talk about it. Um, so... I would love for that to happen. Pat, would you would you like would you be interested in having uh the man himself on the show talking about it? Most definitely. Or should I put it behind a paywall? No, no, no. I think we should share this <laughs> with the, the rest of the class. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that behind the paywall. I, I think it would be really neat to have him come back on. So if you guys see another episode about the Pascagoula abduction incident, um it, it's going to be with one of the two guys who was abducted. 
And I think that that would be a really good time. Um, so if you if you have questions, um, send them in into in me um, either anywhere. I mean, my link is, is down in the description. If you're not following me on social media anywhere, you should be. Um, you could also send it to the um, the Twitter for the podcast uh, at Wednesday's Talk. Um, you can even send them to Pato as long as Pato sends them to me and then I will <laughs> have them ready to go. Um, sure. and I think that that would make a, I think that would make a really good, I think that would be a really good, I think I'm super excited about it. You know, we're not a very guest heavy show, but you know, there's a reason for that because, you know, quality over quantity. And I think this would be a, a quality episode. So yeah i think that would it should it's a trend that should start developing just to have quality guests on yeah oh. i mean we had red last week but i mean not yeah, like people yeah. that it's hard to know. beat red i mean once you got red on it's you know, <laughs> the tops but no um, i mean when you when we report these stories like if they if they if there's people from it that are alive and willing to talk why not have them sure why not sure. why not get the stories from them and then ask them some of these questions and see how they respond Instead of yeah. us like just like hypothesizing amongst ourselves, you know. Right. Yep. I agree with that. I think that it would be really neat to, to have him on and, and get his side of the story and, um, you know, see exactly what happened and what's real and what's not. I mean, after we sat here and investigated it ourselves and, and did the research on it, um, who knows? Maybe most of it's bullshit. I don't know. Let's let yeah. him talk about it. So. Yeah, cool. That is... Uh, that's all. That's the Pascagoula abduction, you guys. I personally think I, that this happened. I think this happened. Oh, I think this is real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I, the, the, the description of the inhabitants of the craft is interesting, but um, it is. You know, because but that could again, be explained with a ton of things. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So there. I think that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I like the um I, I did listen to some of the recording um from the police um secret recording and it was it was jarring. I mean it was just, it's disturbing because it they seem genuinely scared. <laughs> you know, I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but uh I want to. I'm, I I plan on it. Um so that will be neat. But yeah, I think that this actually happened um and and also we didn't even get to the point to talk about and we're not going to say too much about it, but um Another incident happened within a week later, just right outside of Pascagoula with another person over in Alabama. And you can listen to us talk about that over on the Weird World episode of Alabama on the Patreon. So go to the link below and make sure that you uh, send me your money. So. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. <laughs> no, that's, what, that's literally what every Patreon is. So there's no way anyone could take exception with your Patreon. Trust yeah. me, that's what every Patreon is. We work for it. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, all right. Anything else, Pato? No, that's, I, that's all I got for this week. Good. All right. Well, then we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday.